Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The score! This hour is brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto online at CarX.com. Matt Bowen. Two throws. This one aired out for Galloway. And with contact, it's picked off. Intercepted by Matt Bowen. NFL writer and analyst for ESPN. The ball came out. Right now they're calling fumble. Matt Bowen knocked it out. Seven-year NFL veteran. We always joke with you about where you were selected in the draft. Is it weird for you to see Tom Brady out there? We were watching Tom Brady. My youngest boy, Ronnie, said, well, why aren't you still playing? (laughs) I said, well... Uh, Defensive back coach for IC Catholic football. One of the greatest things and most rewarding things about being a high school coach is to see the impact it can have on your student-athletes. Matt Bowen with Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Let Matt Bowen talk. Shut up. Matt Bowen's on Twitter at MattBowen41. He is on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. All right, Matt, I want to know from the guy who has X's and O's and lines all dancing around in his head when you think about a football game, which of these four games intrigues you most from a tactical matchup perspective? San Francisco and Dallas. I think you have to start there because of, one, what San Francisco can do other 21 personnel. Now, we know that's two running backs, one tight end, two wide receivers. But in that offense... Why they are so different schematically and from a personnel perspective, they have five players that are positionless, can play any position on the field. So from a matchup perspective, you can come out of the huddle, Debo Samuel's at running back, Christian McCaffrey's in the slot. Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback's playing wide receiver. You don't know where they're going to align. I think it puts a ton of stress in your defense, and I'm fascinated to see how Dan Quinn and the Cowboys match up here. Well, what would you do defensively then? If, if that's the case, do you just, if say, forget what the, the, mm-hmm. the name is and just cover the position the way we draw it up? Well, that's the tough part. If you're going to play heavy man coverage, you've got to have guys to match up. Because here's the thing, Dan. All five of those players have catch and run ability. Okay, George Kittle after the catch. Debo after the catch. Brandon Ayuk after the catch. They can all make plays in space, and Kyle Shanahan does an excellent job of scheming space for these players and making them move more parts in the offense. So I think, I think you can see more zone coverage from Dallas, but there's another aspect or another element to this game. Brock Purdy, as well as he has played, poison confidence in the pocket, quick release, excellent footwork, can read it out. He has not seen a defense like this. He has not yet, not on his rookie resume, he has not played a defense this aggressive and this multiple what Dan Quinn has done. And this is a great example of coaching and really growing and developing as a coach. Dan Quinn, go back to when he was in Seattle, when he was with Atlanta. Heavy cover three, right? Single high zone coverage. How he completely changed his coaching profile, going to more split safety, more man coverage, more simulated pressure. That's a great example of a coach who has never stopped learning, who has adapted to today's NFL, to changing schemes, to changing tendencies. And now he has a defense with three-level speed, man coverage ability, and a player, Micah Parsons, that I think at times is unblockable. Matt, how do you explain this stuff with Brock Purdy, though? Because it it, it feels like I'm not sure who gets all of the credit or who should get the bulk of the credit, but I feel like I am watching a young man who is coachable. 
very coachable Lawrence. You can tell that from his mechanics, where he puts his eyes, but also playing within the scheme. Go back to last week. He didn't play his best football in the first half against Seattle. I think everyone can agree with that. But look at the second half, how he settled in the scheme, throwing the, I call them clear and replace routes. So what that entails is you have a deep post or a deep corner to get the cornerback out of there, right? You use play action to pull the second-level defenders down. Now there's your window. Get to, the, get to the top of your drop, stick your back foot, and drive the football to where it's supposed to go. That tells you he is coachable. That tells you he can adapt after playing a poor first half, play well within the scheme, be coachable, put the ball where it's supposed to go, and, and throw with location at the same time. Now the question I've always had about Brock Purdy, since he was the, you know, named the starter after Garoppolo's injury, you will have defined throws from Kyle Shanahan. He will give you a roadmap of where to go with the football. But when it comes to critical down and distance situations where you have to drop back, you have to read it out with speed, there's not, a, there's not as much of a play action or scheme element to it where you have to get from one to two to three. Can he do it consistently? This week against a defense going to present changes that he hasn't seen. We tracked a number at ESPN. It basically tells you how much late rotation the secondary uses. Dallas is second in the NFL. So, Lawrence, what does that tell you? They're going to change the picture post-snap. And that's what the best defenses do. They give you one picture pre-snap, and then post-snap, they completely change that picture. Whether going from zone to man, single high to two high, or bringing pressure, they will make him work after the ball is snapped. Seems popular to, for those to say that Bengals-Bills might be the stealth AFC championship game mm-hmm. when, when all is said and done. It does look like weather may be a component. No surprise in the middle of January in Buffalo. That's going to be a thing. I don't think Joe Burrow cares. I, I think this is, this is one of those guys who, who actually is the, the things we talk about, about, uh, about toughness and, and some, mm-hmm. some of these these uh, immeasurable qualities in a quarterback. Yes. I, I don't know what they. I know he's got them. I, I don't. I don't know what they are. But I, I just know whatever it is, he checks the boxes on this stuff. I can't wait to see this game. Yeah, I would call it intangibles. Right, he has intangible stuff that you can't necessarily teach. So as we've discussed before on the air, uh, and he's also got the best pocket mobility in the NFL. I think he's taken over for Tom Brady in terms of someone who could teach a master class about moving within the pocket, creating a new throwing platform for yourself. That's a better than anyone where Joe Burrow has struggled this year is versus cover two and quarters, two high zone. Look, you saw from the Ravens last week. And then again, in week 18 from the Ravens, you look at his passing totals. The numbers are down. They are telling Joe Burrow from a defensive perspective, we are not giving you vertical opportunities. You're not throwing the ball down the field to T Hicks. We're not going to allow it. You're not throwing the ball down, down the field to Jamar Chase. We're taking that away too. We're going to force you to take the throws that are available and work the ball underneath. That's why the one element I look at in this matchup is the second-level defenders to the Buffalo Bills. The two linebackers in the slot corner. They have to play excellent football because it's one thing, Dan, to say we're going to play cover two, and that looks great in the chalkboard. But your second level is more important than the back level. The back level is going to do its job. They're going to stay on top of routes and drive top down the football. Your second level has to play with zone vision and with zone depth. You've got to get 12 to 15 yards deep versus Joe Burrow. Because if you don't, he's going to throw curls, he's going to throw comebacks, and he's going to work his way down the field. So that's the matchup to watch in this football game is how they defend Joe Burrow. I think it'll be more zone-heavy given what his numbers are versus too high zone, but also those second-level defenders. Can they get to depth? Can they tackle in space? It's a huge element in this football game. Matt, what do you think it says, if anything, about Trevor Lawrence, that he was able to bounce back from the first half of that game, which was an absolute disaster. You know, Lawrence, it's a great point, because I was watching that game, and at the end of the game, when he saw the end result, I thought to myself, I hope high school quarterbacks watched that football game. I really hope they did, because that shows you how to navigate adversity, right? He didn't play good football in the first half. Yeah, I think, what did he throw? Four interceptions in the first half, right? And they had five total turnovers in the first half. You know, he continued to play. You know, it, it sounds generic and boring, but he did. He continued to play football, right? And go to the end of the first half. They put a scoring drive together, attack cover two in the red zone, got points on the board, so it's 27 to 7. You still think the game's over. What does Doug Peterson do? This is why coaching matters and having a working relationship with your quarterback matters. Start of the second half, more higher percentage, more shorter throws. Get him in a rhythm. Then they start to attack schematically down the field and create some explosive plays. But that is what you want out of your quarterback, especially a young quarterback. When everything goes out, everything goes out. At a national stage, in front of a national TV audience, you know everyone in the country is watching this football game, and he still comes out and wins the next play. 
Then you go win the play after that. And look how well he played in the second half. Look how well he played. He wants to talk about upside in a player or high ceiling in a player. That is Trevor Lawrence when you pair him with the coaching of Doug Peterson and what they're doing in Jacksonville from the schematic perspective and within their route structure. They are tough to defend. And when Lawrence gets hot, he can light up any type of defense you throw at him. Giants and Eagles, do the Giants have enough talent on the perimeter to score enough points? That's a great question because, look, Daniel Jones, I thought that was one of the best football games last week. And he played tall in the pocket. He was throwing decisively. And the term I use with Daniel Jones, I use it with Justin Fields as well, is competitive mobility, right, Dan? It's one thing to be mobile. Yep. It's another thing to be competitive when you're a runner, when you're wanting to make plays as a runner. Daniel Jones gives you that in that offense. Now, it's a great question because – they don't have C.D. Lamb on the outside. They don't have Debo Samuel on the outside. They have Darius, Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins. Richie James is their slot target. Daniel Bellinger is their tight end. Okay, these aren't high-level players or high-level names in the National Football League, but they have to play well in the perimeter. The tough part is you're going against Darius Slayton and James Bradbury, I think, of the top cornerback combo in the National Football League. They have to attack quarters, Dan. They have to attack quarters. That's what Philly plays. You're going to get mad. Everyone understands that. But their core coverage is quarters. They got to get the safeties out of there. They got to clear the safeties. Got to create second level or, or intermediate windows for Daniel Jones to drive the football. That's where they have to create their explosive plays. That's where they have to create first down opportunities. Because that Philadelphia defense, you, we saw them this year when they played the Bears. They have edge rushers. They got speed at the second level. Maybe the best complete secondary in the NFL. Oh, and when you flip over the other side of the football, go back to Week 14, the head-to-head game versus the Giants when they played all their starters, Philly ran for 253 yards. That's a high school number. You don't see that in the National Football League. That's what's so tough about Philadelphia is they can counter so many ways because they have now a true pass game element, which they didn't have last year with the addition of A.J. Brown. They have the run game. They have the quarterback design runs. They have play action. They have RPO. And when Jalen Hurts is healthy, which he is now, and seeing his development as a pocket throw. There are so many ways they can counter what you do defensively. If you want to play too high to take away the pass game, they're going to run the ball every down if they want to, right? You want to go single high, man, we saw in the Week 14 game. They'll take their vertical throws down the field to A.J. Brown and Smith. So they are a very tough team to defend. I think a team like the Giants, you're going to have to try to create explosive plays in the pass game. And, look, you're going to have to get some breaks. You're going to have to create some turnover opportunities and work some short fields, especially on the road in Philly. Matt, for the most season, Jalen Hurts was going to be the MVP of this league. And yes. then quietly, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes throws for 5,000 yards. And, <laughs> and, you know, like he doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore, and it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. When you look at the tape, are we seeing a guy who's otherworldly continue to get better? Yes, because teams are trying to defend him. Um, to take away verticals. Just like we talked about with Burrow, Jacksonville, if you go back to their game in Week 10, the, you know, the first time they played this season, they were over 75% zone coverage. They're going to have two safeties deep off the football. They're not going to let Mahomes throw it over the top. So, But Mahomes is so good at attacking the intermediate windows. And Andy Reid is so good at scheming against zone coverage and giving his quarterback positive situations where he has – now vacated voids in the zone to attack. And the other thing about Patrick Mahomes is I think in terms of scrambling ability, he might be the best. And you have to understand how, how I define scrambling. Scrambling is the ability to move, to throw, and to pick up first downs. Patrick Mahomes is excellent at that, excellent at that. So if you're a two-deep safety and he gets outside the pocket, things suddenly change. Okay, the defensive coverage structure is going to break down. You have to find wide receivers in your zone, like playing matchup zone in basketball. And then you have, you have to understand that Patrick Mahomes can throw from any platform necessary. He can drive the ball to all three levels of the field. So I agree with what you're saying, Lawrence. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is playing at a level uh, that we don't see very often. Because no matter what you throw at him in terms of schematic, schematic, schematic and defensive tendencies, they will have a way to attack it. They will have offensive answers. And Patrick Mahomes can make any throw necessary. And he's doing it, like you said, without Tyreek Hill. They're incorporating more running back in the pass game with Jarek McKinnon. Juju Smith-Schuster, who can work the middle of the field. And Travis Kelsey is really the number one wide receiver. And how many alignments you will see from him. The backside X and three by one in the slot attached to the core of the formation. So many different ways they can attack you. I'm looking at a list of teams here. 
The Ravens, the Chargers, Commanders, Titans, Rams, Jets, Patriots, Colts, Cardinals, and now the Buccaneers. Matt, mm-hmm. that is a third of the league has offensive coordinator openings. I know. I mean, that I it's, it's incredible to me. Just And I get it. I get it. If you look around and you see what teams are doing, why you would be impatient for having an offense that can't get off the ground. I understand that. And, look, we talked about this last week. You know, I, Byron Leftwich can coach. I have no doubt about that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a production-based business. It's the, the true business of winning. And Tampa couldn't protect the quarterback, couldn't run the football, had no tight end element in the past game. And they don't have much team speed on offense. I think they're easy to defend. Uh, but in terms of, you know, the, the bigger picture here, Dan, and, and what we're talking about, yes, NFL teams – will do anything they can to get offensive production right now. Anything they can. That means making a quick coaching change, they will do it. Look how many yards Justin Herbert threw for this year. Look how many, you know, the production he had. And now they're searching for a new offensive quarter. Very quick to change because this league right now is based on offensive production and offensive success and creating explosive plays in the pass game. Very simple way. I think I've said this before. If you want to win in this league from a defensive perspective, you have to take away explosive plays and you have to hit the quarterback. Right. Well, that's what offenses are trying to change. That's their counter is to get those two things, to have protection up front and be able to push the ball down the field. That's why I think you're seeing so many changes, despite what the level of quarterback play. Look, it it doesn't mean automatic success. You go to New York, you still have Zach Wilson, who has a lot of a lot of work to do in terms of his development. But does that mean in New York you're getting a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback, which could happen? But that's also Dan to. Another discussion is how, many, how much quarterback movement we consistently see now. Look at the free agents that are going to be out this, there this year. Plus, Derek Carr has an opportunity to be traded. So, so much emphasis is put on offensive production in this league right now. That you're going to continue to see these type of moves. Matt, what's, what do you think should be the coaching thought on – quarterback sneaks because it came up a lot this past weekend you had trevor lawrence at 6-6 go over the top and then tyler huntley who's 5-11 try to go over the top and it not work i like that kind of diamond formation thing that the eagles do like that seems to make the most sense what makes sense to you as someone who's at the low at the level of high school coaching this um well i I like what the eagles do I, i think that's I'll be interested to see how much longer the NFL allows that because it's so good. You know, whenever you get something really good in the NFL, they usually take it away. So, uh, but I love that. That's what I, that's what I prefer. Lawrence quarterback under center, not going over the top and exposing your body too. When you go over the top as a quarterback, you're exposing your body. And again, you are not protected as a runner. Okay. So there are, there are violent collisions on a goal line too. We're talking about a player going over the top. So quarterback under center and do exactly what Philadelphia does because you're going to get the push up front. You're going to get the push with the, with the diamond formation. And as a defensive player, when you get all those bodies moving forward, it's hard to win an inch. Yeah, the physics of it, you can't, it's, it's simple physics. Yeah. I mean, really, yes, it, just, it, it, it is when you're allowed to shove from behind like it's a rugby mall, yes. you've got you, it, the, the numbers, you win. You've got more weight. If you're adding another 250 pounds here, another 250 pounds here, when Saquon right. Barkley is churning his legs like that, you might as well have a bobcat behind you. <laughs> That's a true point. That's why I brought up, does it continue? Or does the NFL make the change where you're not allowed to push like that? I don't know. But right now, when Philadelphia lines up, it's almost automatic, right? Yep. You're getting that yard. You're getting that touchdown. I love it, and I hope we see more of it. Matt, as always, we appreciate the education, sir. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. You too. It's good stuff from Matt Bowen. That is, uh, there's a lot of content in there. So, so good. I know. I know. That, that was that was great. That, that was football-y football at its finest. We'll talk some basketball with Stacey King. He is going to be calling the Bulls and the Pistons in Paris on television. You will be hearing that game here on the radio starting at uh, 1.45. We're off a little early today for this special game. So a conversation with Stacey on Bernstein and Holmes next on The Score. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Station, 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 station. Now, in this case, I don't know if we're talking Hollandaise or Bernays or Bechamel. All I can say is saucy. The land of the mother sauces themselves. France and Stacy King is there. He is joining us now on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. You get those talons taken care of? Bon Molay sauce picante. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's broken English, baby, but I don't care. I don't care, baby. I'm doing the best job I can. It's short notice, baby. I had a crash course in, in uh, French, so. Uh, all those times I took it in, in high school, I thought it'd pay off, but it's not working. Well, Stacy, we were we were worried because we heard you talking about needing a pedicure because you were out here catching trout with your feet, um, <laughs> and we and, and we wanted to make sure that you got that taken care of before you you out here with the beautiful people in Paris. Listen, you know what? I was voted uh, one of the sexiest men in Paris, and you know you can't come you can't come to Paris. <laughs> Having 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 your feet look like Shaq's toes, uh, so I got my I got my toes done, and uh, I'm looking kind of fresh out here. To be honest with you, do you think these teams are are ready to play? Because once the sleep cycles get disrupted, it's really hard to for your your body to be ready to go on, on a day like this. And I know the NBA is aware of it, but have they been careful enough that we'll see some representative basketball today? You know, it's, it is going to be tough. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, all of our sleep pattern has been disrupted. Uh, they got to go through the same thing that we did. Both teams arrived on the same day, so there's no advantage. Um, you know, these are young kids. They're going to be able to uh, withstand it. But it, it's going to be rough at times, I think. Uh, the best team, the one team who's going to win is the team who's going to execute and has more energy than the other younger team. Stacy, Dan and I have been talking about, like, all the reports that we've seen um, o- over the last few days has been it, it looks like the Bulls are really taking in this trip you know DeMar was talking about it and, and Zach and like they, they just seem like they get it like they aren't looking at it as just a business trip that they, they are they're finding out like how great a place this is and they're enjoying it has that been your experience with them yeah uh, I think each one of these kids are, are taking it in um, you know they brought their families 
uh, here. Uh, they're able to get out. There were days they're able to get out. The NBA didn't monopolize their whole time, which I thought would probably happen, but uh, they were able to get out and do some things. And this is kind of a bonding trip. You know, when you get away from the United States, when you go to a foreign country, uh, you're not familiar with everything. You don't know where all the food spots are. You don't know where certain things I mean, we happen to be on the street where Louis Vuitton, Gucci, all the high-end stuff's on, so you can find that. Uh, have a good one, they see. Um, but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's basketball. And, and this team knows they got to, you know, start putting it together. They had a big win against Golden State at home before we came out here. You've got to start building on those kind of wins. And it starts here tonight. We've got a tough schedule next week, guys, where we're, we're on the road again after being on the road in France. We're, you know, Indiana, uh, Charlotte, and I think Orlando next week. So it doesn't get any easier, but – uh, again, it's just great to see these guys smiling and having a good time. After the win over Golden State, Nikola Vucevic was he was outspoken in why he was able to do that, and that sounded to me like, "Hey, I'm I'm still that guy. I'm I'm still the All Star for for whom this team traded." But when he started to say, "I'm able to get to my spots. It's in the flow of the offense." I know what he was saying. How can he continue to, to have that level of comfort with DeMar back in the lineup? Well, I mean, they're, they're going to have to, you know, this whole, this, the star guys, the three guys, are going to have to find ways to coexist. You can't, as you know, Dan, you can't just alternate every possession. Oh, it's your turn. It's your turn. My turn. My turn. No, you just got to play within the flow. And whoever's got the hot hand, because you've seen it, guys who've had the hot hand, those are the guys you ride with. Sometimes those guys, you know, the Bulls get away from that. You see Boots come down, score three buckets in a row, and then all of a sudden a three-point shot comes up, and you're saying, well, wait a minute, Boots is killing us. Keep going to him. And they've got to recognize that because each one of those guys has enormous talent where they can get 30-plus if they want. Uh, they don't have to run plays for Zach. They don't have to run plays for DeMar. They can get their shot coming up the floor anytime they want to. But Boots, on the other hand, has to rely on those other two and everybody else to get him the ball because he's not bringing the ball up 94 feet as a, as a point forward like uh, Jokic is doing or Embiid is doing. So his game is predicated on pick and pop or post-ups, and they've got to recognize that. What do you think of the, the elements of the win against Golden State that the Bulls can repeat in this game against Detroit? Well, let, let's just be honest. I mean, you know, the Bulls have played down to level of competition all season long. This is another team – it's not winning. You know, they're struggling. They're missing uh, Kay Cunningham, their, their all-star point guard. But they compete. This team competes. It's not going to be an easy game. They've got to stop overlooking teams. You know, I, I joked the other day and said, we need to start saying every time the Bulls play somebody under 500, we say they got a 15-game win streak. And uh, I think we'll get their best game. <laughs> Well, it seems like a lot of these teams that maybe we underestimate always have young, springy, long, aggressive guys. And maybe like, well, this, you, know, you say, who's this guy? Every game, it seems to be another guy. Like, boy, this is another dude, a young, hungry, springy guy, and the Bulls can't match the athleticism there. It says there's the level of quickness or sometimes just the, the leaping ability above the rim stuff. You know, Derek Jones Jr. can only do so much, you know, weighing 110 pounds. It's hard for him. It, just, I, it, it kills me. Every night, says, no matter who they're playing, it seems like there's a guy I've never heard of who I end up saying, I want one of those or two of those. Well, you know what? You know, the funny thing, the Bulls are still the Bulls. You know, their brand is, you know, number one brand in, you know, in the world as far as basketball is concerned. So anytime you put that jersey on, you know, you're everybody's playoffs. You know, these young teams see DeMar DeRozan, what he did last year and all the hype that came along with that. They see Zach Levine, all the press, you know, attention he gets as an all-star caliber player. And you get a kid like, you know, Ivy from Detroit. You know, he's going to say, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to get Zach Levine tonight. He's going to get up to play Zach. You know, where Zach may not get up to play him like he should, these young kids, like young Lions, man, they're playing with house money. And uh, they're trying to prove some things. So when the Bulls come into town, Chicago still, regardless of their record, Chicago still is that team where people still get up. I mean, we go in arenas and we have more fans than some of these teams still. And that, that's a that's – a, you know, that's a direct thing of, you know, of the past of winning championships and, and team success, but it comes with the territory. Outside of going to Toronto, is this your first international broadcast? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, this is it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, of course, we got to 
you know, we got to work through some stuff. But, uh, you know, so far it's been awesome. Like, uh, we got Mark Brady here, uh, our producer. Uh, you guys know him. Uh, he's done a great job these last couple of days making sure that uh, everything is uh, hooked up. Uh, all the, you know, all the cords are where they're supposed to be. We just did our open. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it is, um, how it comes off on TV. But, you know, hopefully everybody enjoys it back home in Chicago. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. What is the most adventurous new thing that you've had to eat there? Have you, have you stepped out of your comfort zone at all? Oh, you know, I had some snails. I had some escargot, yeah. baby. I had some escargot. You know, I've been wanting to try it. I won't eat them in the States because they, they still be moving sometimes in some of these restaurants. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, so when I came out here, you know, that's what they say. You got to eat them, but you got to eat them here uh-huh. because like, that's just like, you know, the same thing with beignets and all that stuff. Like New Orleans has those great beignets and, you know, down at uh cafe de Monde mm-hmm. with some of the best, but I'm going to tell you right now, they ain't got nothing on, on the French. <laughs> hey, we've had some really, really nice beignets here. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, the food is awesome. Everything's been great. Uh, they've been taking care of us. NBA's been taking care of us. A lot of nice restaurants. And you know the cool thing about all this is that I, I didn't really know that every, every country is, like, three hours away. You can get on trains and go to, like, Amsterdam, you know, yes, England. Europe is um, tiny. You know, Germany. It's like, it's yeah. like for, them, for them, it's like traveling in the States. Yep. Like, we go to Georgia. We go to Florida. You know, they say, hey, honey, let's go to, let's go to England today. Three hours. Let's go. Hop on. Let's go. So it's pretty cool that you can do that. I'm going to come back here this summer, and, uh, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to probably stay in Paris for a little bit and just jump on and just go, go all over Europe. I think that would be a fun trip. Well, that's living the life, man. Stacy, have a great call today. Thanks for taking the time to join us. It's much appreciated. All right, guys. Happy New Year, too. <laughs> that's Stacy King, the voice of the analyst for television, uh, televised Bulls games. He and Adam Amin will be calling that. But you can hear this game wherever you may be. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington on the call in your home for Bulls basketball. Pre-game is starting just a little bit over an hour from now. Right here on Sports Radio 670. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Jason Leisure is going to talk Bears with us. And, boy, he is uh, he is right about escargot. And I, I can tell you where to get it, too, because there are some places where they actually allow the snails to exist on a diet of basil. So rather than just having basil on the top, the basil is actually in the snail by the time it pops through the garlic butter and that little bit of Pernod that's added to it. Although I did ruin a shirt because you have the uh, they have a, there's a special utensil like a snail grabber thing, and you you kind of flex it and then you put the snail inside and you let it go and it grabs the snail. It's and it's 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 if you're really doing it right, you have to have the special thing. And I did it, but the butter was on, I guess, on the outside of the shell. And my very first one at my favorite restaurant in Paris, and I put it in, and I clicked it closed, and the snail shot up in the air right over my head and dumped a, the glob of melted butter directly on the middle of my shirt. And then it landed on the plate and bounced up and hit me in the nose. Were you reenacting Blues Brothers? It was it was seriously like that, and and, the, and I, I was so excited. The kids were just laughing at me. But that meal, I'm telling you, go to if you're ever 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 don't in the sixth. The restaurant is called Alard A L L A R D. It's very unassuming. It's not fancy. It's just a a a, a real French meal. The, the, the specials are are whatever whatever you can't go wrong. But get there's a duck for to a roasted duck whole duck with green olives the bright green olives not the spanish olives i i think they're called um what are they called uh, not uh not calatrava he's the architect uh castel veltrano the castel veltrano olives and it's served with potatoes that cook in the duck fat and you, you've never had a better meal in your life. You, you, you wanna, I had some. Oh, you want to cry? I had some so duck fat fries uh, a couple days ago. From there's this place that is not so, too far from uh, Odyssey Phoenix called the Wilderness, and it's kind of this. It's a brewery, but it's it's kind of this like collective. It's a lot of artists that hang out there. And I was like, oh, y'all got them duck fat fries? Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get on that. Um, how do you and Beth? balance going to famous places versus finding a place that a a native tells you to go to there's a sweet spot in between 
where you where you sometimes it's worth it to go to a famous 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 place to say you've been there and pay the 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 fabulousness tax. But you can also know if somebody say, hey, you know, they've lost their fastball. You know, mm-hmm. I know they're famous, but it's not what it used to be. And you're not. And, and just like we know in Chicago, there have been there have been restaurants like that. And the key is to talk to people and have friends who live there who can tell you, like, where would you go? On it? And it's not the newest, hottest place, but know what you want, know why you want it, and know what when you should go there. Like, there's one place in Paris that we went to. No, wait, no, that was in... Yeah, no, that was Rome. We went to because um, Anthony Bourdain had it as one of his favorite out of the way places, and it was in kind of a sketchy neighborhood. And it was uh, we were a little uncertain about it when we got there, but it was absolutely worth it. You know, just know know where the advice is coming from. I think, but man, that if, if certain places are do certain things better than others, and I would just say if you're if know know what you're in the mood for, and and always. Get what you want most when you're the hungriest for it, mm. right? That's yes. sort of it's sort of my 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 grandfather's theory on eating a steak. When you get a New York strip steak, always cut it right down the middle and eat from the inside out, so you can have the best part of the steak when you're the hungriest. Huh? I like that idea. Yeah, I've always. I will have to put that to, to work. Yep. It's oh, you don't start on the edge. They, they have to, you can you know pick around the edges for later. Get get right to the very best part of what you got when you're the hungriest for it. It's 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 always been good advice. Hmm. Hungry. And and speaking of the, the, <laughs> the, the whole idea of the other thing about rendering the the fat from the bird, what I don't understand when you walk on like the Rue uh, Mouffetard uh, behind the, the the Pantheon, that long diagonal, wonderful street with all the little shops and and markets, cheese shops. They have the actual rotisseries out there with the chickens, right? And it's no different than a rotisserie chicken that you get at a grocery store here, except it's I mean it's better chicken and better food. But what they do is the bottom of the rotisserie is filled with. Like mini uh, gold potatoes, just small whole potatoes. It could be red potatoes. It could be whatever it is. And they they salt them, and then they let all of the the roasting chickens drip their fat onto those potatoes. And they don't do that here. Why not? Why don't we do that? Why are we wasting all of that chicken fat? I don't know. Makes me I, crazy. Like it's it's, I the, think it's it would e- be excellent. It's the easiest thing. You get your chicken, or they'll give you a half a chicken on a little paper thing, and then they scoop. They go open it, and they reach right down to the bottom with a big metal scoop, and they scoop out all of these incredible potatoes that have been sitting there luxuriating in chick in chicken fat and sea salt. Yeah, you can't beat that. No, they don't do that here. Good stuff. Waste. Where do you want to go next? You, we the, go into the baseball or the football? <laughs> no, well, obviously, like, and we've got a little extra time that we can do that because we will have Bulls basketball. Yeah, you had some. Uh, you, I know you had some uh, some White Sox stuff you wanted to talk about because there are, there are several other football topics that kind of got me got me heated up that I know we got we're going to get into after Jason Leisure. But the you had thoughts uh, building out from the Dylan C. Some of what he said about his offseason program and also yeah, I just kind of wanted to ask a question. Then I wanted to to talk with Future Sox Mike Rankin about the, the six second video of Lucas Giolito and what we can take away from that as White Sox people. All right, cool. We'll do that next on the score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Bernstein and Holmes, Sports Radio 670, The Score. And we will have plenty of football talk coming up as uh, Jason Leisure joins us after the top of the hour. But the, the the White Sox might not have had a fan convention, but they're still trying to put themselves out there. Yeah, and Sabotage is definitely one of the songs <laughs> that goes hard in the first 90 minutes of 90 seconds of the song. Um, I was intrigued by Dylan Cease making himself available and – talking about all sorts of stuff you heard earlier in the show, him talking about uh, Liam Hendricks and and wh- how that's kind of shaking him up a little bit and the diagnosis that Liam Hendricks has. I, I'm, I feel like I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite, Dan, and, and I've, I've, I wanted to find out what your ruling on this would be. All right. This is Dylan Cease talking about his approach to the offseason. I'm starting my my bullpen work a little later, but I mean, really, I'm kind of just following the same process, trying to develop my change up a little bit more now. But but really, I'm just still building up arm strength and uh, getting my body ready. The previous seasons, I, ha- I had a lot of uh, a lot of things that needed to be ironed out, whereas now it's it's more I think rest and just making sure making sure my body's ready and prepared for the long run is a little more important right now. So. Um, I'm, I'm able to kind of fine tune some of the little things uh, as opposed to having to do like a whole lot of work uh, up front. Okay. Mm. So maybe I'm not, not a hypocrite, but I am curious if, if you've seen the type of success that he's seen the last two years, is there really a need to change your routine? Yeah. Why change? I, I, and, and, sure. and so, and the reason I bring it up, and we'll we'll get to to his video in a second, is obviously last year Lucas Giolito made a massive change. Now, now what Cease is talking about doesn't seem like it's a it's crazy. It just seems like well, maybe he needs a little bit more rest going into this season. I don't know, but Lucas obviously put on what was it twenty pounds or whatever last year and was trying to drive get stronger leg drive so he changed his whole workout and then the whole season we were like what's wrong with lucas like it, it, it that he didn't look right so when you hear dylan cease say oh you know i'm start a little later change like what's your reaction to it don't change anything you do you keep keep being whatever it is if i if i can pencil in whatever dylan cease was last year and and know i'm getting that do whatever gets that yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. Like, oh, please don't change anything. He also then, of course, and and this has now become uh, the 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 line for White Sox players. Like, he talked about how injuries and everything else is like what's kept them from from their goals last year. I just hope that the White Sox overall, the the players themselves. I, I don't know if if they think that this is what we want to hear them say when it comes to what happens this season, but I hope that they're being honest with themselves about what happened. Now, they're not. If they're already going to injuries, they're just not. Well, with Cease, he did everything that he could last year, although in the one game where you were hoping he pitched big, he didn't quite pitch big, which is kind of a theme, but... He did all the things that you would want him to do and, and growing as a pitcher. But it just seems like 
I, I hope they're right, man. Like, I, I hope that, that they're going to come out there like a house on fire and show us that we were all wrong and all of the projections and everything else are wrong. But it just feels like the players haven't quite acknowledged or they've acknowledged it but haven't necessarily learned from what happened last year and kind of think it's fluky instead of a byproduct of how they played. They earned everything they got for better or for worse last year. And it wasn't outside their control. Much of, of their, their issues were, were within their control. They Everybody's just got to be better at baseball. Everybody's got to be more attentive, more aware, and less I don't want to say lazy but mentally lazy there was just too too much too, too much was 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 allowed to slip through the cracks last year I like what I'm seeing oh lord um all right Mr. Future Sox Mike Rankin uh a texter says is Giolito going to suck again this year well that's another thing that we wanted to talk about Lucas Giolito there's a video out there people have been dissecting it even though it's only six seconds so why don't we jump into the dissection phase two what do you see, Mike Rankin? I like what I'm seeing. I'll say this. Uh, he looks in great shape. And we're, look, I, early in the offseason, we can dismiss this in a month because we want to see him work on the mound. But the fact that that's the first thing that jumps out to me is a good sign because last year clearly wasn't uh, what we're used to seeing out of Lucas Giolito in his frame. The second thing that jumps out to me is a difference in his separation. So I'm watching the video right now. He's in the windup. As he separates his hands, it's a Different finish than what we're used to seeing over the last two years. Last year, we saw a short delivery in his arm slot. So it was like similar to a chicken wing delivery. Yeah, he's punching it more than he was whipping it. He guides his pitch mix because he's short to home plate uh, as a result of his windup last year. So to me, that was done in part because he wanted to control his pitch mix. He has a lot more command of the strike zone when he was shorter to home plate in that delivery. Now, I'm looking at way more separation. He's leading with his glove as opposed to his front elbow. That's the Mm -hmm. biggest difference to me because it shows that as he's driving towards home plate, he's generating more in his frame, and maybe that will result in a fastball that lost a mile per hour last year to return. So that's the thing... That jumps out to me. His his phys- uh, the physique is encouraging, but yeah, yeah, clearly, that, that was the thing. I was like, man, I yeah. haven't seen Lucas in a minute, so maybe it's it's my imagination. But I've I, it felt like I was watching a a player that looked like they had dropped some pounds. I'm I'm just really encouraged to see the difference, the evolution in his delivery because he's moving. Because I think he was held back a little bit from the previous delivery, the chicken wing delivery. Now it's more extension, and he's getting more drive towards home plate, so that's cool. His walks really jumped last year, too. And he, I do think there's something to be said, in his case specifically, for some bad luck. Because his batting average of balls in play jumped. And sometimes what was it? It was three forty. He oh. he pitched to a three forty BABIP last year, and that may be just improving the defense a little bit, turning some more of those balls in play. You you take a chunk of those and just regression to his career mean of two seventy nine. We're doing sixty points there of, of regression. What, I mean, that that's a huge number. Dan, the, you know what's weird? We've talked about the changes in the rules, mostly as it pertains to the Cubs. And we talked about Dansby Swanson and how they're going to have an advantage because they've got a shortstop at second base. We haven't really talked about it as it pertains to the White Sox. And now that you make that mention about balls in play, I'm I'm sitting here like, wait, is that going to be a thing because they can't shift, are they going to be at a disadvantage? Because Are they one of the teams that are going to end up giving up more hits because they don't have a squared away, like, lockdown infield? Like, All teams are going to give up more hits. Like, like if, if Babip normalizes at 300, my 
guess is that just because you're legislated, you have to play, you're not allowed to play good defense now. They're making mandatory bad defense, as Joe Sheehan likes to say. So there, there's just that it's going to happen. That, that's going to yeah, be. Yeah, but, but but I mean, will it? What I'm, I guess, what I'm asking is, will it affect the White Sox more? Because when I watched him play shortstop, I know that he can get to a lot of stuff, and I know that he makes the spectacular. Sometimes with Tim, it's the simple play. That that seems to beguile him, and then obviously we start talking about second base with the White Sox, and we're like, eh, eh, like we don't even really know how how that's going to go down. So I I'm one, I'm just wondering, like, is this one of the things where we get to September and we start looking at the numbers and be like, man, this team is giving up more runs or more hits per average than other teams have. Because of the change in the rules. Look, the, your, the, your second baseman's range and arm and all of that the, the, it matters more than ever. And they want to put a minor leaguer out there. That's all I know. Right. And, and like, it, just hit, it literally just hit me when you started talking about Lucas Giolito's BABIP that the White Sox may have a serious problem. Like he, You're going to play a the, minor leaguer in right field to minor leaguer at second base. That, that's right now what they're doing. Yeah. It's inexcusable. Just brought up the White Sox and made us go sad. White Sox. Oh man, I've found another thing to worry about with the White Sox. Well, let's talk Bears, and you'll feel better. Jason Leisure will join us next. You have the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.